on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. Welcome back, this is the Arts Programme and this afternoon we're welcoming back Christian Hayward who's come to talk to us this time about how to shoot a music video. And we've got Ralph Mullen who will be emerging from his back garden to tell us about the Shed Sessions, a new initiative to support the local music. And we'll also be looking forward to the next decade, the 2020s, by asking you which books have you still got on your shelf that you haven't read yet and are going to promise to this year. Hello, I'm Rob. And I'm Claire. And this is the Arts Programme.
There you go, a bit of uh, time warp to get you going. Hope you're all dancing around your kitchen for that one. <laughs> Definitely. We were just having a conversation about who is and who isn't a time warper. Rob, mm. are you? Am I a time warper? Mm. Um, yeah, of course I am. Everyone is, isn't there? Isn't that true? I think so. Mm. I, I enjoy a bit of time warping. Oh, there's, some, there's some filming going on in the studio right now. There's photographs oh. being taken. Wow. Um, anyway, are. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Just shout loudly, you'll be in the echo. Yeah. Um, I hope it was peaceful and pleasant for everyone. And um, do you believe in New Year's resolutions, Rob? Um, If if I keep them, yes. If I don't, no. (laughs) I I don't believe in New Year's resolutions because I think there's always too much of a temptation to break them. And I read something the other day that said most people break them by day 23. So I just I don't bother with them. Right. I just start off with a the things that I'm planning to do in the new year, and, and ma- it's not a resolution. Yeah, maybe the resolution should be to try and break it by day 22. Yes, think, that would be a good thing. So I'm doing dry January. Oh, are you? Yes, I am. Very good. I am. No, I really am. Good. I went to a friend's house on Friday night, and they drank about eight bottles of red wine, and I sat there and watched them. Oh, January. Impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, I did dry January last year, and actually, it lasted until April. Impressive. I know. It was a very long January. Must have had a horrible summer. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, if anybody out there is, is you know, has a resolution that they want to keep, if it's cultural, we'd love to know about it. We would. Um, but also, we talked about, um, we've talked about on our show before, we've talked about book clubs, haven't we? And we thought it'd be really interesting to find out who's read, who, who's got a stack of books, possibly next to their bed, that they possibly might have just put a photograph on facebook and instagram fairly recently in the last 10 minutes um about the the books that they really mean to read this year and haven't read yet yes last week on the program i mentioned how i was watching the tv series of his dark materials and how that had prompted me to actually get the books from philip Pullman down from the shelf where they've been sitting gathering dust and actually read them you'd not read them i'd not read them Ah. i bought them but i hadn't read them and and i'm really enjoying them they're great they they? are great they are great so i i was wondering yes what what books have people got on their shelves they've never read but their new year's resolution may be uh, to read them, I've just seen a picture <laughs> of how many books Claire has got by her bedside table. Um, that there's, she's a, there's, there's rather a large stack of books <laughs> next large. to my bed. That's now, the that's going to seem through, yeah, and some of them have been there for a while. Um, but the problem I have, though, is that I'm in a book club, and so I'm constantly trying to influence the book club to read the books that are on the bedside table, and we keep choosing different ones. So I have to read the book club books. Right. as well as the books that I really should read. And then I go through a kind of, there's so many classics that I should have read by now and I haven't. So Start your own book club. Just I, I did. Get rid of them. Christian, I did that. <laughs> I started my own book club. This is the book club. Anyway. But isn't the book club just an excuse to drink wine and eat snacks? Well. But she's doing dry January. I'm doing dry January. So. <laughs> now you actually have to start so reading. Other, there are other book clubs. In, in Brentwood and Billericay and, and further afield, I'm sure. Um, and there's 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 a there's an interesting book club rivalry going on in Brentwood. Um, and the other book club that I know about do a lot more drinking and a lot more um, chatting about perhaps not the books. Mm. But somebody from that other book club might want to come on the show and talk about it with Abs- us. Absolutely. I, I think we've even had a, a tweet from a book club uh, today in, in response to, to, to something that I've uh, asked for, which is... Uh, 
as I say, to, to tweet us on at Program Arts if you have any of the these books. And the, and the book club have um, the Brentwood Bells, I believe it was, WI, have uh, sent oh, yeah. something about... Oh, Natasha's in the Brentwood Bells. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, they've suggested a, a particular book as well. And so we'll, we'll look up and give them a shout-out. Um, we also received something from Tobias Smith. And Tobias said that the book he's never read, that he means to read, is uh, Lord of the Flies. Mm. Now, excellent book indeed Tobias is a a, a teenager so I'm wondering whether there's something that he should have read it for an exam (laughs) (laughs) and now he he really does need to read it Uh, we've also we've also got Millie and Hetty in the studio with us today so be prepared Millie and Hetty to come up with your book I should have read or I should be read I promise to read this year Um, and there's lots more coming so there's lots of people responding on Facebook and Twitter as well so we read those out later on fantastic so get people in the mood just to uh, remind people what it's all about um, this is uh, his dark materials Great drama for you, Lorna Balfe, and the theme from his Dark Materials. So, um, Claire. Yep, you're listening to Phoenix FM, and this is the Arts Programme. And um, you can tweet us at, at Programme Art, or you can email, email us at the Arts Programme at phoenixradiofm.com. So, um, we've been having a look about what's going on again in the area, um, brought round and about Brentwood and Billy Ricky, but further afield too. So here's just a few of the things that are coming up in the next week in January. Um, at, um, at Saffron Hall, there's a fantastic ev- event called the Foyer, the Foyer Folk Event with Nancy Kerr. I don't know if you've ever heard Nancy Kerr. She's the most amazing folk singer. Right. Um, so if there's still tickets left for that, that's on the 10th of January. Um, at Colchester Arts Centre on the 10th is the Laughter Zone, um, which is a, a comedy night. Braintree Museum is showing the age of dinosaurs until the 11th of January. So go up there for some um, uh, roaring. I think I think they've got um, borrowed 
exhibits that they've that they've put in the Braintree Museum. So it sounds like it's quite a good one. And then um, at the Brentwood Theatre, it's storytelling, which is always lovely. The Snail and the Whale on the 14th of January. Uh, Braintree Art Centre on the 18th has a vision of Elvis. Sounds like fun. And on the 25th, also at Braintree, lipstick on her collar. Looking forward to the producers on the 29th of January at Queen's Theatre, which is Shenfield Operatic, and we're hoping to, to talk to them on a future We'd program, love to get we? Shenfield Operatic on love the show. We'd love to speak to them. Um, and then um, on the 31st of January, Brookside Theatre, Rumford has Women in Rock. Um, I also went to... Oh, are we doing... Can we do that now or are we doing that later? Let's do that Should later. Should we, yeah. we do that later? We'll talk about what we're doing later. But also we've got Christian with us who, before Christmas, all those weeks ago, it was like two weeks wasn't it um we talked to you we had we had becky on the box and we had christian talking about tv and film viewing over the christmas period so christian before christmas you said that the one film that you were definitely going to see over christmas was star wars so for those of us who haven't seen it and obviously other people haven't seen it don't give away anything Mm -hmm. but what did you think oh god i mean it's a mess it's a complete mess don't, I, I, I do want to say up front I really enjoyed it it's so much fun it never stops once it gets going um, but it is very much them trying to answer every question that they've built up for the last two films and it's uh, it's a squeeze trying to get it all together but um, I really enjoyed it I've seen it I've seen it twice unsurprisingly and uh, both times I had a great time just enjoying the madness so you, so you went to see it twice was that well, I saw. Obviously, we saw we saw the uh, the, the the obvious day, release day screening, which yeah. was my little birthday present. Um, and then the, about two days after, my family wanted to go see it, so I was kind of dragged to see it again. Not not to say that I didn't want to see it again, but, uh, but I sh- I should emphasise it wasn't of my own accord entirely. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anything else that you've seen over over Christmas? What other films have you been to? Seen a few films actually. Yeah. This week I saw two re- um, New Year's Day releases. I saw Jojo Rabbit, which is the new Taika Waititi movie. Yeah. Who um, most people will know from uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Uh, very funny film, but also uh, What We Do in the Shadows, a great little sort of vampire mockumentary in the Hunt for the Wilder People, which I cannot recommend enough. So this is his new yeah. film based on uh, Caging Skies, which is a book about a Nazi youth member who finds that his mother is sheltering a Jew. Um, it's very funny, very emotional, very cutting. I had a great time with it. And then I also saw uh, the other day The Gentleman, which is Guy Ritchie's return to London gangster films. Um, very long awaited. Uh, and it's, you know, it's good fun. I don't think it's anything special. And I think in terms of um, political correctness, it's fallen a bit flat with various kind of racial jokes and a lot of kind of... Is it what you expect it to be? Yeah, I think if you've seen any of Guy Ritchie's work, it's, it's kind of very much in that vein. But yeah. unlike... The old ones like Snatch or Lock, Stocks, Two Smoking Barrels, it just sort of doesn't fly anymore. It feels a lot more uncomfortable. Do, do you realise this is the second film that I've been interested in seeing, Cats being the first, that since being on this <laughs> programme, I'm now not, not going to see. You've seen something, though, haven't you? Yeah, what I was going to say, do we, do we want, do, should we talk about Cats? I haven't seen Have Cats you know, yet. I haven't seen it either. No. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see it, but I need to be drunk as hell. <laughs> To, to go and watch it but I'm I, I, I mean I just need to know how true the reviews are yeah 
Like, surely it can't be as bad as they're saying. I'm wondering whether it's all a big marketing is it, ploy. Well, oh, yeah. definitely. So bad that you have to go and see it. Is it How is much money can you make off yeah. a Broadway musical yeah. by just hiring the most abstract cast going from Ian McKellen all the way down to Taylor Swift? Mm, mm. I mean... Yes. And Claire, you saw Knives I Out? I did see Knives Out, yes. Millie and Hetty came with me and we loved it. It was absolutely brilliant. It was it was everything that I wanted from a kind of um, Agatha Christie-esque type of whodunit. There was, I mean, Daniel Craig, I love Mark Kermode said on his show, he said something, I can't, I'm not quoting him correctly, but he said something like, if you can get past Daniel Craig's geographical tour of America through his accent <laughs> then you're gonna you know you'll enjoy the whole film and I and, I, and he's right there's a really interesting a range of accents that night that Daniel Craig comes out with but I kind of like the fact that he got the chance to be a bit funny and he got the chance to be a bit of a different character um and the the, all, the cast was great Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing um, the setting and the, and the way it was shot was really nice really interesting um and it had enough twists in it and there was comedy some comedy in it and there were some darker moments in it and it was great I really yeah. enjoyed it well Ryan Johnson's a terrific director unfortunately because so many people hated The Last Jedi I think people have really kind of pinned him down for that mm. but actually if you go back through his work he's done some really great stuff yeah. and um, Knives Out just proves it and mm. I think that on the Daniel Craig subject I think this is so good that he's finally getting the chance to do these more silly roles yeah. and yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago it was uh, Logan Lucky the Steven Soderbergh movie where he played a kind of hillbilly bank robber and he was fabulous like yeah. just so entertaining eats up the entire screen now tonight is the first of the awards really it's golden globe uh, is it? time with, with, with films there I've, I've seen two of the shortlisted best films i'll have you know i've seen a, a film called marriage story uh, which was written directed and produced by noah bornback um Adam Driver in it, Scarlett Johansson's also been nominated for, for Best Actress as well, which I did enjoy very, very much. Um, I, I have to say that I thought the male side of things was a bit two-dimensional, and I would have liked a little bit more backstory on that one, but hey, you know, usually it's the other way around, so, so, so why not? And then last night I saw Two Popes, which is another one of the nominated films with uh, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price. Um, this is a, a behind the Vatican walls um, film, really, where uh, the conservative Pope Benedict and the liberal future Pope Francis has to find common ground. And I really enjoyed that um, very much. Um, that that was that was a great film. So those two have been nominated for uh, best film, along with uh, Sam Mendes's 1917 and Joker. So I don't know what. Any thoughts on that, Christian? Where, where would your vote go? Well, I mean, if we're talking about books that we plan to read in 2020, those are two films that you've mentioned that I am, that I will get around to watching eventually, especially Marriage Story being on... Um, oh, and Two Popes both being on Netflix. Netflix yeah. um, I mean, 1917 obviously hasn't been released yet, but uh, the friends that I've had that have worked on it and um, from the trailers and all the features that they've released for it, it looks absolutely terrific. And Sam Mendes is such a great director. Mm. Joker was a great movie. I think um, it's one of these cases where everybody was saying so much good things about it that when you kind of go in, you go, yeah, of course. It's a great film. I think it's very hard to knock it. Is it the best picture of the year? Mm. I don't know. I mean, things get overhyped, don't they? Mm -hmm. But um, I will say for it, 
it's a very good film great great so that's on tonight good well look we'll, we'll come back and talk some more to Christian we've also got Ra- Ralph with us as well let's just uh, hear a few words from our sponsors RP2 Media the largest media agency outside of London are offering your business a free Google and Bing advertising health check our team of specialists will give you an in-depth audit no payment no contracts no catches with a free follow-up meeting and a discount of over 65% for a three-month trial if you decide to use our services moving forward. Why not visit us at rp2media.com? Thinking about a new home project? Let Versatile Flooring help you choose the perfect flooring for your home. We have been supplying and fitting quality flooring for over a decade. Not only are we experts in wood flooring, we also supply and fit quality carpets, luxury vinyl and much more. Call us on 01277 214549 or pop into our showroom at Unit 7 Chancery Gate Business Centre, Talon Road, Hutton. Versatile Flooring. Modern flooring for modern living. Step into Sienna's. A perfectly designed haven serving a fusion of locally sourced seasonal British dishes. Relax and enjoy our attentive service at our showcase steak nights, boat fresh fish and chip evenings, two for one cocktail and gin events and exquisite Sunday roasts with all the trimmings. Call us on Brentwood 807 or visit our website to book. Breakfast, brunch, lunch or dinner Enjoy Sienna's, London-style dining in the heart of Shenfield. So, uh, there we are. Um, some sad news this, this week uh, in that uh, writer, comedian and musician Neil Innes passed away. Um, Neil was born in Essex, Danbury specifically, um, became famous for his collaborations with Monty Python and his work with the Beatles spoof band The Ruttles, if anyone remembers that, it's fantastic. And perhaps most known for the fabulous Bonzo Dog Doodah band as well. Um, also responsible for, for one of my favourite quotes ever, which is, I've suffered for my music, now it's your turn. <laughs> which I think is just, just wonderful. So here's our little tribute uh, to Neil. This is How Sweet to Be an Idiot. i 
tiptoed down the street Smile at everyone I meet Neil Innes, how sweet to be an idiot. That was lovely. It was good, wasn't it? Claire, have we uh, had anybody we in have, with their books? We have. So Mark Diath has um, emailed, not emailed in, he's Facebooked. Um, he's got a list, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows how to do this properly. Number one, Brave New World. Right, Number two, um, Handbook for the Positive Revolution by Edward de Bono. Number three, he needs to finish reading The Creative City by Charles Landry. Number four, Kafka on the Shore, Haruki Murakami. I can highly recommend that one. And then how, f- number five, how, to simple email new- how a simple email newsletter can transform your business, and it can, by David Hiet. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Mark. Very good, Mark. Very good. <laughs> so we're joined in, in the studio by uh, Christian Hayward here. Christian on the show before Christmas, with, and he's been back talking about films. But actually, we want him to say a little bit about his role making music videos for local bands, really, which is something you've been doing only this morning, I believe. Oh, well, well, this morning has been a different project entirely with my uh, good associate to my left, to anybody that needs to imagine that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, recently finished uh, another music video for a, a great band, London-based, called Chasing Deer. Right. So um, we shot that in two days, a uh, budget of almost nothing other than paying the actors. And uh, yeah, just putting it together at the moment, really pleased with how it's turning out. So how did you get involved in making music videos? Well, I've always really been a big fan of music. I've always been a musician myself. And... Um, I, I think I'm always trying to, as well as projects that pay the bills, you also want projects that kind of in, it, it excite you and and um, kind of encourage you to try different things. And it, when you partner with musicians, like their ideas and their work is the starting point and, and your creativity takes off from there. So um, it's great fun to challenge yourself. It's great fun to be involved with other performers and other creatives. And, um, and uh, yeah, just great fun to put something together that's really powerful and already has an emotional core kind of built into it fantastic i mean what's the biggest challenge when you're making a music video as opposed to uh, a normal film whatever that might mean well i mean it really depends i mean i think budget (laughs) from a production perspective is that we're all starving artists in that game um saying that i think it's also quite freeing to to just 
just go let's just put this together and 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 having collaborators is almost makes up for for having no budget i think definitely creatively the biggest the biggest um challenge is reinterpreting the music in a way that you can express visually so um i i think it, it it's it's difficult when you start with just lyrics and melody um but actually as you start to flesh it out as you start to have your own ideas as you start to kind of go back and forth with um with whichever artist you're working with it really does spark originality in that sense and um i think that's really rewarding great and how important would you say it is then for a band to have a music video i i, I mean marketing is everything nowadays and and you can have a great band with no content and then you know not, nobody hears them and then you can have a bad band that has the biggest marketing budget in the world and everyone hears them right and i won't name names <laughs> oh do do but um yeah i mean and video nowadays is so so important whether you're a business or a individual or a artist you know um everybody's watching videos on facebook and and instagram and and, and youtube and You've really got to capitalize so on that. You were saying about the the video you were making there with a band with a next to nothing budget, but what kind of budget should you be thinking of if you're going right? I want to make a music video. Well, it's very difficult because every band has their own kind of specifications. I think you you can. I've seen great music videos made for five hundred quid, and then I've seen where you're pulling in favors from crew, and that's probably about how much we spent in the end on on managing to pay everyone's transport and stuff like that. And then I've seen videos that have been shot for 30 grand uh, of much, much larger artists. And sometimes they're great and you can, the budget's totally worth it and sometimes not. Mm. I think it's definitely like, like any, any sort of project. It's just worth trying to work out um, what your scope is creatively and financially and, and, and work from there. But if I had, to, if I, if I, uh, if I could have a wish, then yeah, sure, throw throw thirty grand in front of me. That would be great. Yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, I on. think you'd be a lot less creative with thirty grand. I think. You think? Yeah, I do. I think having, I think sometimes having the restrictions of budget allows you to just be much more creative with what you've got and what you can do. I mean, obviously, it's nice to to be able to pay people properly, and that's really important. But I think in terms of the kind of creativity of it, I think sometimes you can you know, having too much money. Then it's all about managing the budget as opposed to actually being creative about yeah, the yeah. output and trying to put as much production value in as yeah. possible i will say i'd rather the restriction of, of being able to eat properly yeah so I've, i think there's a middle ground mm. yeah. i think every project is is based on what you can do and what you want to do do you find that the bands have a clear vision of what they might want as a music video because it's very mm. different isn't it uh, to create the yeah. visual of what what you want as opposed to the sound i mean it's a it's sometimes it's one way sometimes it's another sometimes it's like you know when they write a song it's about a girlfriend or, or something like that and actually visually that they don't really want to explore that at all or, or or maybe they do or maybe that's what they have in their head and actually it's better to go in a slightly less literal method sometimes bands know exactly what they want and it's kind of about making sure that it's doable mm. and and that you're you're i think the danger there is that they have something in their head and you need to either deliver on that promise or or negotiate it in a way that that fits your own kind of artistic mindset so if i was a band and i you know i, I came to you i guess 
your job would be to help shape that absolutely i mean this music video that i've done recently the band had so many ideas and they went we love videos that look like this and we love videos that look like that and we had this idea and we had that idea and um and, and also the other side of it is this is what our branding is so mm. if we can fit as many of these ideas in as possible and um, that was a great starting off point because you can go, oh, well, this idea could connect to this idea. And that's where the really good ideas come from is, mm. is, is putting puzzle pieces together. And are the bands that you're working with, are they, kind of, are they, are they more independent in terms of their, their kind of career and their businesses? Or, or do they have management? Are they, you know, are, they, are they attached to a label? Or are they kind of, what kind of phase or stage are they at in their careers? At the moment, it's all been pretty independent. Um, I, I, you know, that's not to say that they're, not doing very well but mm. there a lot of bands and and you you're we're finding this increasingly that a lot of um, artists especially musicians are working off their own backs and they're producing their own music and they're distributing it themselves and i think in an age of social media where we're kind of being more and more saturated with content um bands are get, finding it easy and easier to find a, a niche so that's the sort of that's the sort of artist that i'm working with at the moment i was It'd just great thinking, to work with thinking about kind of you know how bands get have have that vision and how do, how do they have that kind of creativity and you know in my other life which the, the one that I get paid to do I work for a charity um, called Help Musicians and we work with lots of musicians who um, who are striving to have that DIY approach to their careers but I think there's there's quite a pressure on musicians now isn't there to to be all of those things at the same time to be creative to produce the music ultimately to perform it really really well and then also to think about their kind of business side of it and having the video and doing the promotion and all those sorts of things there's quite a lot for bands to understand and one of the things that we hear quite a lot of from um, particularly emerging bands or those bands who, who are kind of making their way on their own it's the kind of getting those priorities right and trying to find the time to fit all those things in so working with somebody like yourself who can help them with some of that some of those ideas but also kind of make some of those ideas that they have realistic mm. I think it's really great because sometimes lots of bands come to these things thinking what do I yeah what do, what I, do, do, I, do, I, do I do and how do I do this and and they need somebody who's got that idea of what does promotion look like yeah. and collaboration is so important that's where all the ideas come from and the technology is getting more accessible but people that are masters of that technology are becoming less accessible and now we have somebody in the studio who's built his own recording studio and yeah, and, and to Claire's point I mean I was at the BBC introducing uh, recently and I met uh, Terry Marshall from Marshall Amps who also have their own record label and the band that they were supporting that day was a band called Ruse, R-E-W-S and uh, I spoke to the lead singer Shauna and um, she was able to tell me although she's signed to Marshall she just did a tour with the Darkness a UK tour she was managing all of their social media in the background uh, all of their promotion uh, continual uh, churn mm. that they have to address and, and to Joe Public in the street, they look like a very successful act with records and videos mm. and everything that goes along with being successful. Mm. And, and they still have to do the hard graft in the background. Mm. Even Definitely. the unplugging of their own gear mm. on stage. Yeah. Mm. So we, we're just hearing there from, from Ralph Mullins from uh, Shed Sessions. And let's hear a, a track and then when we come back we'll hear more about this uh, fantastic new project. This is Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> Fell by the wayside Like everyone else I hate you, I hate you, I hate you But I was just kidding myself Our every moment 
I started a place Cause now that the corner lock He were the words that I needed to say When you heard under the surface Like troubled water running cold Well time can heal but this won't Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM. Real Christmas trees look beautiful, but what do you do with yours after Twelfth Night? Well, we have the answer. St Francis Hospice will collect and recycle your real tree absolutely free of charge. This service is available to all postcodes in Havering. All donations are welcome and every penny will help local people in Havering and beyond. To register your real Christmas tree for the recycling service, visit sfh.org.uk slash tree recycling. 
Are you caring for a loved one or relative? At Brentwood Care Centre, we provide a full range of care services, including respite, nursing, residential, dementia and end-of-life care. For more information on how we can support and care for your loved one, call our experienced and friendly staff on Brentwood 375 316 or visit our website, rchcarehomes.co.uk. Brentwood Care Centre, where our family cares for your family. Has your double glazing steamed up? Cloudy to Clear can save your windows. We can save you money, energy and time by replacing the pane, not the frame. We're a witch trusted trader and all glass units come with an amazing 25-year guarantee. So why not go to cloudytoclear.com to book a free 20-minute no-obligation quotation. Cloudy to Clear, replacing your failed double glazing. So, Phoenix Rising is a feature where we shine a light on a rising star or stars. And here's a track from a new Brentwood band called Ocean Floors. They were runners-up at the Isle of Wight Festival New Blood 2019. And after we've heard from them, we'll be talking to Ralph Mullen from The Shed Session, which is a new initiative launching today to support local bands such as Ocean Floors. This is 2022.
great. Thank you very much to Ocean Floors. And we'll have Alex Pattle from Ocean Floors in the studio on the 1st of March to share their new single, which comes out at the end of February. So I hope you all like that. Um, but we're here now with the duo that is uh, Ralph and Christian talking together. We've just been chatting to them about the launch today of The Shed Session, which you can find on YouTube. If you look that up, please do subscribe to that. Um, Tell us all about it. What is The Shed Mm. Session? Hi. Well, firstly, thanks for letting me on the show. You're very welcome. You're going to regret it, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll give it a go. Um, So The Shed Session is a a brainchild um, of mine, which began six months ago. Um, Unknown to some, I was a GB triathlete for a number of years and uh, I wanted to change my focus and um, I thought I've always been a musician I've always uh, had an interest in recording studios from the age of 17 when I first saw my first recording studio I thought one day I might just do that so I um, came to a point in my life where I'm old enough where my kids are are independent and uh, I had some uh, free time giving up the triathlon and I thought I'm going to turn a shed I built 16 years ago (laughs) into a recording studio (laughs) as you do do. Um, hence the bottom of the garden joke Um, so so that's what I did I spent six months of very very hard graft converting it Um, and I now have a a studio I now have uh, the shed sessions which is about supporting unsigned uh, Mm -hmm. up-and-coming artists uh, of all ages it's it's not uh, ageist in any way and and we're really just trying to uh, give the the local music industry at the moment a a leg up Um, social media platforms are hungry for content and and this is the content that we're giving them we're giving them a a studio produced track we're giving them the video that accompanies it and we are uh, providing I suppose a service Uh, we're not charging at this moment in time so um, it's it's fantastic it's taken off really well we had four bands now in the can uh, Ocean Flaws being one of them he've just played a track um, and we have two more lined up this month and it's just going from strength to strength really and so this kind of multifaceted approach that you've got with you know not just the recording but the video as well so so you're now working together with Christian so how yep. did that come about when did you meet each other because you've got quite an interesting rapport already yes yeah, so I needed to do a, tr- a test run in the studio um, and I, I initially I was the guy who was going to do all of it, so record and do the video. My, I've got a degree in, in media and <laughs> electronics. Um, Are you just bragging now? GB triathlete, <laughs> degree in media. So I had um, the pleasure of meeting Christian's sister, Sophie, um, who's a friend of my daughter's and her friend, so all from the Hermit Club. And uh, I got them in to do a test run of, of the shed session. So we did from 9 a.m. through to 5 p.m. Uh, a full song and uh, video to, 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 to test all the tech. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of that, it was Christian's mum who popped around and said, uh, my son is, is just graduated mm-hmm. with a first-class degree. Oh, yes. <laughs> they just give it to you. Your, your mum... Uh, promoted well, you my mum yeah. my mum is my it has earned, has has gotten me more connections than anything else i don't know what you need a degree for with a mother like mine that's excellent sounds like a good family so the whole family have been involved Absolutely. with the oh, shed session much, yeah 
and the, the rest Mug and Hayward history. Enterprise. And yeah. so you've been working together since what October? Yeah, we met in October. Uh, we and that's when we started planning. We did a test with uh, my girlfriend's band, who are now on the on the the YouTube page. Uh, they're called Dollhouse. We did a test with them. We had a few goes at different how we light it, how we do the interviews. We put together some animations, some stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's just been a, a couple of months of refining and, and, and working out what our, what our voice is and what our style is. Uh, the, the professionalism that Christian's brought to the video aspect has been second to none. Um, it's just, with each iteration, it's just got better and better. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a learning experience. Mm. And when you've got, there's, the shed is so amazing. Ralph's done such a great job with it, is that to have something that's had so much effort put into it, to, to just fall at that last hurdle of, doing video would be such a shame so we've really tried to pile as much into it and and really kind of make it as I'm, I'm trying to get a picture of this shed at the moment so so what what kind of desk or setup is it got on there yeah so so it's a 32 channel um digital desk full motorized faders and all the best best of that um multiple microphones a control room that's uh, soundproofed into the performance area performance area can hold five comfortably you know um it, when when we start doing video well it gets a bit tight but we get lots of good close-ups yeah um, oh yeah we really we really sweat the space we really make it work and then there is a bit of sweating going on too yeah um but but we we have uh, colored lighting we have lighting for video we have all of the audio equipment you'd expect uh, high quality microphones uh, instruments to borrow and, and use high quality amplifiers all of that's there um, and it just we just need the talent to arrive and, and use it you know and, 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 and how are you how are you going around kind of picking that talent at the moment because obviously you know you talked about this is this is just starting mm. out but presumably you'd like this to grow and become become a business for yourself yeah. but so so for the moment how are you kind of selecting that talent how does it come so, to you so i have an interest in music obviously um and i go out and see bands uh, and and i've got an interest in bands that are up and coming obviously and i just approach them after the gig if i like what i've heard um and and, and offer them the opportunity um and and mm. i have not had any refusals as, as yet I, th I think this just proves that like artists really need this and mm. and um i think with th three each now on bands that we brought in and 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 we both are just constantly meeting artists that are like we we could we'd love to do that and when you say about visualizing a shed is i think you think garden shed but yeah. to be fair to ralph i've seen recording studios that are half the size of it and okay. it, it's a proper professional little shindig and when you look for bands and find it, uh, where are bands going? Where where are bands performing in order to be discovered or just just to perform lo locally? Well, well, that's just it. It's just about. I, I think I think it's an industry where you. It's just about being at the right place at the right time. And the, the bands that we found are the bands that are just putting themselves out there as much as possible. And 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 they they they're always doing gigs. They've got great little social media platforms. And um, and I think that's why it's been quite easy to pick people up is because there's so many people that have so much energy and so much passion for it. And um, finding them is, is almost not the problem. It's making sure we can accommodate them. And, and Ralph, you s said you weren't charging people at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I make my money elsewhere. I, right. I, I work as an IT project manager in, in Canary Wharf. I have done for many years. Um, I'm I'm a musical hobbyist at the moment. Right. Um, would I like to do it full time? Of course I would. 
Yeah. Uh, to be realistic, there's two, two, two aspects to that. There's one, I need to cut my teeth on the technology. Because mm -hmm. the last 20 years I've been a project manager, you know, as much as I've been a, a music enthusiast and a music hobbyist, I'm, I'm offering a more professional service to, to bands now and I'm taking it much more seriously. Um, there's a per certain level of confidence that I need to feel yeah. personally before I start charging uh, money, but th that's for the studio aspect of it. For the shed session, there's no plan to charge for that at this moment in time. It's it's about promoting local music. It's also about the work I do at the the Hermit Club and helping to promote the young artists that are, that are there. Um, so so that that's that's really where it stands at the moment. So where can people find out more about the uh, mm, shed session? Yes. So Facebook and Instagram. If you type in the shed session, singular, right. uh, all one word, or at the shed session. You'll find find uh, lots of uh, information up there. Uh, there's an email address, contact at theshedsession.co.uk. So if you think you've got a band that are, are and this is the criteria, they're gigging. Yeah. Right, live band. Yeah, playing their own material. So mm -hmm. we don't do covers. Uh, and, and are serious about your music, then give me a call or give me an email, you know. Fantastic. But just remember, it's the said shed session singular, not those other phonies who have the pluralized version. <laughs> there's there's quite a few out there, aren't there as well? But uh, yeah, well, except no imitations. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but I think we know lots of people that would be quite interested in that. And there's some some of those bands that we know of that are that are starting on that gigging circuit that you know that might want to come in and use that as a sort of as their first promotional tool their first opportunity to have a professional video I think so, that's so incredible we have, um, yeah certainly we have January full um, but February and I look into take bookings okay um, it's not a case of anybody who asks gets it well, you, know, no. you know we're not looking for bedroom musicians either yeah. um, we're looking for people who are out there trying to make a name for themselves yeah. um, and uh, we certainly will welcome any contact and, and we'll go along and see their gig and um, so first thing really is to get in touch with you and invite you to go and see them absolutely mm. get, yeah. get that get you there in their that's space that's almost performing. an acid test yeah. to, to say we are yeah. gigging uh, we are a real band or a real yeah. artist yeah. fantastic great great um Thanks very much, Ralph, for com coming in. Thank you as Thank well, you Christian. No, it'd be, be great. We'll certainly keep in touch with, with this project. Definitely. We'd love to have you back Yes. Um, in a couple of months' time, maybe when you've got a we'd few more to. under your belt. And mm -hmm. we're always happy to promote any music that you're producing and that you're, in, you're aware of on the show as well. So please do let us know if there's any other music we should be playing. Fantastic. And we uh, asked Ralph to choose a track uh, that sums up his music taste. And he came up with this. This is Queens of the Stone Age.
queens of the Stone Age there. Um, and they were that, great, weren't they? Were, they? they were super. They were super. That is such an incredible offer. So just to remind people, if you are gigging, if you're performing, if you're really trying to make it as a band and you want Ralph and Christian to go and listen to your music, get in touch with them and uh, they'll come along to your gigs and give you a listen and then maybe you could be part of the Shed session. Brilliant, brilliant. Get, get you in there. Now, uh, Brentwood Bells, I, I mentioned before, had uh, tweeted us about the book they're reading. They're reading The Dry by Jane Harper for their next meeting on the 7th of January, which mm. is a, an interesting one. And uh, Jane has said that her book club, which were the St Mary's um, uh, book club, uh, and I think they're all ex-St Mary's now, but... Uh, Hey, what, what's in the title? Circe, uh, <laughs> uh, Madeleine Miller is the book they're reading. So Ooh. maybe we should try and pull all these book clubs together. What do you think? I think that would be a great idea. I think it's good. Now, we're, we're a little after five o'clock. Well, well, I think we can go for 5.05. So we can go for 5.05. Take well, five at five past five. Okay, okay. <laughs> but that means we have to talk for a minute and a half. But uh, that, that's well, we can, I'm sure we can do that. All right. Well, d- just explain what, um, what Take Five is all about. So, yeah, Take Five is our slot where we would love you to sit back and relax a piece of music that just transforms your Sunday afternoon um, you can lose yourself in this piece of music chill out to it and and we would still love to hear we're choosing the music at the moment a few other people have suggested things but if you did want something um, that you really feel is your kind of relaxing five at five moment then please do send us your music to listen to and we'll put play those in future shows um, we've had a, a variety of different musics it's it's really genre neutral so again Absolutely. it's any kind of music that you want to listen to it doesn't have to be you know classical doesn't have to be pop can be jazz can be folk could be hip-hop could be anything you want um but it's your it's your way of kicking back on a, on a sunday afternoon and relaxing fantastic so this week what are we listening to so we've got a track from a popular album from the Specialised Classics charts and this is um carl jenkins from songs of mercy and redemption Okay, and it's uh, number track number seven, I think, which is uh, Panis. We've got, we um, got that queued up, Rob. We've got it all queued up, ready to go. I'm just waiting for the turn to 5.05 <laughs> in nine. We've had that in. <laughs> seven, six, five. I've got a great one for the next four, week as well. Three. I'll tell you that later. 5.05, enjoy.
There we go, Carl Jenkins and from Songs of Mercy and Redemption Misery. That was lovely. Very good. Like that. Yeah. Um, We've had uh, another tweet in for our books that you are resolving to read during the year. Uh, Nicola Hatch has uh, sent us a tweet uh, which says that she also has a pile of books about two foot tall (laughs) next to her bed. Uh, Mostly easy reads as it takes me so long to read anything since my four-year-old was born. Um, Really looking forward to the sequel of Tom Fletcher and Giovanni Fletcher's Eve of Man this year. I I don't know that one. No, me neither. There you go. Maybe that's something I I should read during the year. And uh, we've got Hetty and Millie doing our running uh, for us today. Ed, who was doing the running for us um, last week... Uh, said Fight Club is one that's in his uh, bedroom on his bedroom shelf that the book the book okay uh, which he said he really is has going he, to read Hattie what are you going to read what are you promising um, to read this year so I have been wanting this book actually so I got it for Christmas and it's called The Sun is Also a Star by Nicola Yoon and I read the book before this one which was called everything everything they're not they're different stories they're not the same story but the first um book is about to um a girl called madeline who is allergic to the outdoors so she can't go outside and um I'm not going to say any spoilers. Good, don't. Because I was just about to <laughs> then, but then I realised. Well, and some people may have seen the film if they haven't read the book as well. Yeah, and so this, is, this isn't a sequel, this is a different this book. This is just a different book. This is a different but book. Okay. I, love, I love how she writes her yeah. books. And cool. Millie? Well, Mum's been nagging me to read the Charlotte book she bought me for my birthday two years ago. That's very true. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to read that one because I've watched a lot of Sherlock, like the BBC programme with Benedict Cumberbatch and... Um, Martin Freeman and I've watched the films with Robert Downey Jr but I haven't read the books so I'm, I'm going to start You're missing on, out. I, I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. okay. So we still have time for people to uh, email us on thearts.program at phoenixfm.com or tweet us at Program Arts with uh, any books you are resolving to read during the year. Um what are you reading at the moment, Claire? Are you reading anything? Maybe? Oh, I'm reading three books at the moment, Rob. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm like that. I've always got more than one on the go. Yeah. Um, I'm reading... Uh, well, there's a Christmas book that I have to finish for a book club, which has mm. to be finished by Friday, and I'm, I'm sorry, but it's, just, it's not going to happen, um, which is called The Christmas Carol, which is which I haven't really... It's, I haven't really. Or is it, I can't actually. You know, I can't even remember what it's called. It's like a different. It's like it's about Dickens and writing the Christmas, writing okay. his books and writing obviously the the, um, the Christmas Carol. But I haven't. I've only really read the first chapter, no, so I'm not in it yet. No, no, no. You're not um, selling it. No, no I'm not no. selling it. And then uh, and then I'm reading The Wall, mm. which I am quite getting into. That's kind of kind of you know dystopian kind of 1984 styly type book wow. i'm reading that at the moment and then also um millie got a book called no can't remember what it's called the star the start something to do with the sea and the stars she got one for christmas 
um, and I've picked I started reading that and actually I'm loving that there you go so I will, I will find out what that's, that's called and I'll tell you after the next tell track us, tell us next week what else have you been up to this week you seen any other bits of art um, well apart from going to the cinema and seeing Knives Out which we've already mentioned um, we popped into Chelmsford City Museum this weekend um, and we also went over to Lee and Lee on Sea and had a chat with Mark Massey so you may remember Mark Massey we mentioned him the other week and he's been doing a project a photography project which is kind of re-envisaging the stereotype of an Essex woman mm. um, through the medium of photography all on all taken on film as well so kind of really interesting that he's kind of gone back to a different process to take these photographs and I had a really great chat with him so he's going to come on the show later on in the spring um, particularly when he's going to need some when he's going to know a little bit more about more women that he's going to want to photograph and yeah. their and their stories um, and he's hoping to do a big exhibition at the end of 2020 so we kind of help him Fabulous. helping him think about planning towards that and using using the arts program to help with that great brilliant guy really interesting to talk to and doing a really really fantastic project really enjoyed speaking to him and then but yes we popped over to chelmsford museum city museum after that and we had a look at um, both the kind of the temporary exhibition that they've got at the moment, which is Edward Borden, the storyteller. And I don't know if anybody knows Edward Borden as an illustrator um, who kind of worked for the first um, kind of through the First and Second World Wars and uh, died in 1989, I believe. So kind of um, it's the 30th anniversary of his death last year. And um, just a really lovely little exhibition kind of set up a bit like a sitting room in some places nice. using his illustrations that he made for his own wallpaper he did lots of kind of na natural nature things there's, there's a really famous mm. picture of a tiger that he did um, and it's just it's a nice little exhibition it's been put together really nicely it's really good for, for little kids there's lots of spotting things to do in the exhibition as well so there's little guides and That's things great. you go around it's a nice and museum it's a gorgeous museum and we went around and had a look at the permanent collection upstairs as well which was all part of um, a major refurbishment that opened um, back in the summer um, and that's a really nice kind of whip through time really kind of mm. really sort of fast track route through time from kind of you know starting off um, in the sort of prehistoric all the way through to 21st century and, and current day so and you just use the kind of rooms of the house but it also tells you what the rooms were for which I really okay. liked as well so each room is an exhibition space but each room is also part of the original house that was that was there before oh, on the site okay. so you get to understand that you're now in the servant's bedroom or you're now in you know the parlour or whatever um, yeah. and it was really lovely wasn't it it was a, re it was a really nice museum it's got great so little like a bit, bit of echoes of um what's going to be called Museum of the Home when it reopens which was yes. the Jeffrey Museum yeah. which um, w was very close to where I was born and brought up and uh, spent that's a, that's many a time love it yeah. one of my favourite museums that was L one. what have you done Rob? well uh, other than the film watching of course I, w I went back to the Panto I, I saw can't keep you away can't keep me away I went back to the Mercury Theatre you may recall we had Steve Mannix in uh, and I brought seven people along with me as well <laughs> um, it's very good to watch a Panto after Christmas I actually watched it on New Year's Eve and the whole audience did Old Lang Syne which is really, really nice. good. So that, that that was a that was a lot of fun. And one of the things that uh, I always love about the Pantos is how they can take these uh, more modern songs and uh, use them here. Mm -hmm. So uh, for Cinderella, um, when she's dancing at the ball, uh, this seemed like a perfect track to to use. I'm 
to improve your smile this year. At Pure Orthodontics, we are the UK's number one Invisalign provider for 2017. We also offer other styles of discreet braces. To find out more or to book your free, no obligation consultation at our specialist orthodontic practice, visit us at pureorthodontics.co.uk or give us a call on 01245 46 3000. Pure Orthodontics, experts in natural, beautiful smiles. Marco Pia White's New York Italian restaurant has arrived in Brentwood. You can find our newly refurbished restaurant next to the Holiday Inn on Brook Street. Visit us at marcosbrentwood.com. Book your table now. 
Okay, we've had another one in. I like this. This is Davey from Kent here. The book that he promises to read is Del Boy, You Know It Makes Sense, Lessons from the Derek Trotter School of Business and Life by Jim <laughs> Sullivan. Been Excellent. sitting on his shelf for, for many, many a year probably uh, and he's promising to re- read that one. And um, Carmel is reading Invisible Women, Exposing Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. Oh, there you And uh, the ones that I couldn't remember for, before. Mm. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I've got a terrible memory for book names. Awful. Um, Mr. Dickens and His Carol by Samantha Silver is the one that I'm uh, supposed to read yes. by Friday and probably won't. Um, and the one that Millie got for Christmas, which I'm absolutely loving is called Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern and that's absolutely beautiful it's gorgeous very good we did we mentioned last week um about Barack Obama doing his um favorite books of 2019 yeah. as well and uh, uh highlighting Bernadine Evaristo's Girl Woman Other that was on that list um there, there's some other good ones on here I'm reliably informed as well um, Normal People by Sally Rooney. I was looking at only today. I've read today. that. And is that good? It's good. Yeah, everyone is, everyone's done that. So yeah, said that. enjoyed that. That's a, that's a good one. Um, what other ones have we got? Lot Stories by Brian Washington here. The Orphan Master's Son by Adam Johnson. Uh, and Sarah M. Broom, The Yellow House. Um, Trust Exercise, Susan Chow, and We Live in Water stories, Jess Water. So there's a number of uh, books there, and uh, as I said last week, if it's good enough for Barack Obama, it should be should be good enough for, well, for, exactly. for us. Exactly. Um, do you know? Do you know? Um, talking of um, Bernadine Avaristo, mm. she was. Do you know the, the bit of trivia here from my New Year's Eve quiz, Rob? Oh, go on, go on. Um, Bernadine Avaristo. And one other woman jointly won the Booker Prize this year. Do you know who the other woman was? Margaret Atwood. You're very. You would have. You would have answered that qu- that question correctly in my quiz, Rob. There you go. What would I have won? Well, the winning team. Yes. <laughs> won a won a, won the you know the award. There's a bit. There's a there's a there's a gold robin. Okay. That is the is the award and a big box of chocolates. Wow. And then the runner-up team won lots of things to go and. Um, like put on their faces and their lips and stuff as, yeah, a, as kind yeah. of consolation prizes great well last 10 minutes or so for people to uh, tweet in or send us an email for the books that they are resolving to read during 2020 that that will be great um claire you were going to to say about uh, some of the programs we've been checking out on phoenix i was thank you very much for reminding me that um i've lost my place because we've jumped around all over the place today haven't we rob it's, it's we, the way we roll it's the way <laughs> it's definitely the way we're rolling today um but yes yeah, so we, we still class ourselves as newbies to phoenix we are. fm and um we've we're, we're having a little scout around other people's programs and we've um we're always quite pleasantly surprised to see how much arts and culture that you can already find out on phoenix fm um last week um we played some tracks from the show reggae revival um phoenix fm show with darren mutu bringing you the best in old school roots rock reggae and dub music yeah and this week we want to highlight a special edition of a regular program that's here on phoenix fm the as yet untitled rock show that Stuart pink does it airs at 10 p.m on saturdays and recently Stuart was joined by genuine rock royalty probably the world's most iconic flautist ian anderson of jeff Toll. amazing and i've heard this uh the, the podcast version that we really recommend you download and listen to that um 
Ian gave so much time to, to Stuart on, on there. It was a, a fabulous interview. Um, from that broadcast, Claire has chosen Ian Anderson all by himself in a song called Doggerland as Ian's touring uh, this year. But first, one of my favourite Jethro Toll tracks, Living in the Past.
Our footsteps are the daughter land Chase retreating ice and snow Let us breathe and high and try Lance in this cup of flow The seeds of Albion wind blow free Scattered to the floors Hoggered but beneath the spotty So there we go, um, a bit of Ian Anderson, Jethro Toll. Uh, you can hear that, as I say, on the Phoenix 98 FM website. Do uh, check that out, Stuart Pink. And Stuart will be coming in to the show as well um, to talk to us uh, later on this year. 
So how have we done in terms of our, our books that people are resolving to read? Well, I mean, we've got, we've got a couple more that have come in. Um, my special friend, uh, Andy, in, um, for, in Malden, sort of near Malden, um, he's reading, he's promising to read 10 Things Girls Need Most to Grow Up Strong and Free by Steve Budolph. That's very much a for parents of girls today. Very interesting good. book. And his daughter Florence got a book for Christmas which was a poem a day and so she's promising to read a poem a day oh that's a nice nice thing nice thing to read so um chicken and frog we had in natasha was was in on uh, our very first show actually and uh, i walked past crown street and there it was there it is open i know beautiful beautiful pictures all over social media and the opening of the new space well done to natasha and jim for and for everyone else involved in in moving the shop and creating that fantastic new space i'm very much looking forward to going and dropping in seeing them Mm -hmm. um but i gather that the whole day went down really well they had loads of activities lots of stuff they had chicken and frog cakes which is always a must um but i hope that they're going to be very happy in their new home in crown street and um that they've got a space that's really going to be enable them to do so much more of the things that they do brilliantly in the community already so well done and i hope they're i hope they're having a bit of a rest today yes yes (laughs) sunday off just listening to us oh yes of course of course of course they're not resting they're listening to us yes that's the most important thing um so yes so please do go and check out the new shop um chicken and frog in crown street Mm, and uh just other things coming up um we are aware that exciting news on monday the 13th of january um the full program of events for essex book festival 2020 will be launched on their website so that's essexbookfestival.org.uk so please do go and have a look at that so all those book clubbers out there um i know that my book club Mm. and i didn't really actually know about the essex book festival until (laughs) fairly recently which is kind of slightly worrying um so we will be looking with keen interest about uh, all the events that will be happening take place between the 28th of february and the 31st of march this year um they're spread across different um locations aren't they there's Mm. some in harlow and some in various other different places as well um and i'm really hoping to go and see some great author talks and some other activities as well so so look out for that that's going to be that's going to all the details will be available on the website from monday the 13th of and january. there is a good chance that we will have at least one of the authors well we're into re- our show. well we're hoping i don't think we should jinx it yet no, but don't we're jinx very it yet. much it's hoping very that one of the authors will come on our show um or at least one hopefully maybe more than mm. maybe more than one um I've got another late entry oh, good. Uh, from Pauline. She's going to be reading A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness, which is a young adult book which she's promised to read for, for ages and is going to be reading that this year as very well. Very good, very good. Um, so just another call out to the book clubbers out there. Um, I know of two or three we've mentioned two we've mentioned about four or five on the program today yes um so if there are any book clubbers out there and anybody wants to come on the show and talk about their book club talk about what they're reading i'd love to have a book review i'd like to have a book off haven't we yeah let's have a book (laughs) off let's have you know what which is the bit the world cup of books yeah 
and each book club person has to come in and then pitch their book against yeah. someone else's another book club. Do you know what Brentwood Library is doing really well at the moment yes. with all these book clubs? Because yeah. I know we tend we try and go to the library and get mm. the books out from the library if we can. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, kind of trying to protect local libraries. And um, but I think Brentwood Library is doing quite well because oh. I happen to know yes. that we were all reading um, Once Upon a River. Right, uh, and the other the other book club, the other rival book club, um, went to the library to try and get the same book out, and they couldn't get it because we had them all still. Yeah. Ah, there you go. So you know, rival book clubs. Oh, it, but it, it simmers under, doesn't it? it the book club does, library. Come does. on, let's bring this. But out. let's bring it out. Healthy competition. On the air. Let's let's have some reviews. So if anybody from any of the book clubs around Brentwood, Billericay, or further afield want to come onto the show and talk about the book that you've been reading and do a little review, we'd love to hear you. Um, and I also know that some of those book club people do other things too Rob so right. if this is all about filtering out all the creative people that yes. live and live and work in this part of Essex and we'd love to hear from you all but I do know that some of those book clubbers are also in Amdram organisations they, they are musicians there's all sorts of people out there if you just dig a little bit deeper well we found that today didn't we? Ralph Mullen there doing his IT in Canary Wharf and then, then a, a recording studio GB, a GB triathlete and musician and go. works in IT and you know all sorts it, of different it's things it's brilliant it's brilliant what we're finding uh, having done the, done this show now, something else about, about books, books is, is yeah. that Lots of books, of course, are adapted into films, aren't they? they? So are. I was looking at well, what's what's coming up? And next week, um, The Outsider by Stephen King, a, a book that was out in 2018, starts a 10-part series on HBO as well. And uh, w- when I was looking into this, I noticed Dion Olback had created a playlist to listen to while he was reading the book mm. and i thought that's interesting i wonder if you other had a people stream you had a stream of consciousness, stream thought of consciousness going, through there, didn't going, you? going you know do, do other people create playlists to listen to while they've been or, or what do you listen to if anything while you're reading or are you a peace and quiet person yes what are you well mm, there's two types of, of reading isn't there there's reading when you're physically with a book and you're reading it mm. and then there's reading when you're listening to it on a, right. on a an, as, as an audio book um and i like both of them so if i'm if i'm on an audio book i kind of have to crochet at the same time ah and, but yeah so you can often see me on a train of a morning or of an evening with the crochet and the audio book going um just living the rock and roll lifestyle Rob. absolutely um and, but if i'm reading a book um then i tell tend to want to have something that's quite I tend to want to have something that's quite background okay. so if I do have music on it's probably more likely to be a nice little kind of you know classical mix right. or something maybe kind of maybe folky or something quite okay in well, the background th- this is what what Dion had uh, on his list this is San Luis by Gregory Isakoff hmm. Birds of you, San Luis 
Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM. Set in the Essex countryside, just two miles from the M25 and Brentwood, Ashwell's Sports and Country Club offers the perfect venue for any event or function. Catering for weddings, christenings, corporate events or private parties, our beautiful facilities make any event special. Become a member and you can take advantage of our spa, gymnasium, outdoor swimming pool and full facilities at your leisure too. For more details, visit us at ashwells.co or call 01277 373 828. 
rub-a-dub-dub, scrub-scrub in the tub. Eureka! You all right in there, love? Who are you talking to? This new bathroom cleaner you bought from Ardley Green is fantastic. All I've done is apply, let it work, wipe away, and Eureka, it's all clean. Take away the hard work of scrubbing your bathtub. Visit us in-store today to pick up your bottle of Eureka. Ardley Green, 90 Ardley Green Road, RM11 2LG. Or phone 01708 Step into Siena's, a perfectly designed haven serving a fusion of locally sourced seasonal British dishes. Relax and enjoy our attentive service at our showcase steak nights, boat fresh fish and chip evenings, two for one cocktail and gin events and exquisite Sunday roasts with all the trimmings. Call us on Brentwood 807 or visit our website to book. Breakfast, brunch, lunch or dinner, enjoy Siena's, London-style dining in the heart of Shenfield. So we've been asking you for your resolutions on which books have been sitting around on your shelf or by your bedside cabinet that you are going to read this year in 2020. And uh, thank you to everyone for tweeting in, emailing in, Facebooking uh, us with their various ideas. Uh, do we have a winner? We do have a winner. We are a drum roll. The winner is Nicola Hatch, otherwise known as at Mrs. Lighty uh, on Twitter, who I, I think should win on the basis that she too has a two foot tall pile of books next to her so bed. It's not, not I just think you. it's a thing. It's a thing. Rob. It's definitely a thing. If anybody else has got a two foot tall pile of books next to their bed, please take a photograph of it tweet it and tweet it Fantastic. and hashtag the arts program see the pile of books of people i lo- love the idea but well of that. done nicola great Thank you great that. so so you you've got a choice you win. Of, you've got a choice you've got a choice of two, of two books we've got leanne uh, moriarty's uh, nine perfect strangers which hasn't been read and ernest hemingway's for whom the bell tolls which is uh, hasn't been read so there are two books that haven't been read but it's sitting on a shelf that you can give life to oh, isn't that add great to your two foot add to your add to your two foot <laughs> with it with it with another book or two um, it's track 11. What, what, what should we play for track 11? I don't know, but I think there's a little bit of a thing about track 11, Rob. Mm. I think it has to be Buble. Not everything lasts I've broken my heart so many times I stopped keeping track Talk myself in I talk myself out I get all worked up Then I let myself down I tried so very hard not to lose it I came up with a million excuses I thought I thought of every possibility And I know someday You'll make me work so we can work to work it out And I promise you, kid, that I'll get so much more than I get I just haven't met you yet I might have to wait, I'll never give up I guess it's half timing and the other half's luck Wherever you are, whenever it's right 
You'll come out of nowhere and into my life And I know that we can be so amazing And baby, your love is gonna change me And now I can see every possibility So much more than I get mm, I just haven't met you yet They say all's fair In love and war But I won't need to fight it We'll get it fight it We'll be This really is becoming a thing, isn't it? It is a thing. It's now, now, do you know what, though? Now it has to be a thing. Yeah. Track 11 always has to be Buble. Let's see how far we can get. He has got a few albums. He he has. He has. We we won't be short of tracks, that's for sure. That's for sure. So, um, we're getting towards the end of another programme. It's Uh, been lovely to be back after a week off. Yes, yes. Good. Good to have you back, too. Thanks, Rob. I should say a thank you, though, to Charlotte for stepping in last week. Oh, what a great job. Great job. Really good, really good. And she listened back to the show. She said, and it wasn't too cringy, which is a real (laughs) plus. If only we could listen back and think it wasn't too cringy, we'll we'll be on to something. Hey, just before we end, uh, I've heard from Chat First, who have been in touch, tell us about our community arts projects being planned as part of Essex 2020. Uh, Steam into Brentwood has them working alongside Chicken and Frog Bookshop, Brentwood Arts Council, Brentwood Theatre, the Hermit Club and the Brentwood Arts Trail to develop contributions. They're having a get-together. Their first one will be at the Brentwood Centre 10am on Saturday the 11th of January, next Saturday. So do come along and find out how to get involved. Uh, Also, don't forget to send us your tips for what to go and see and for our What's On feature. Our email is theartsprogram at phoenixradiofm.com. 
Great. I um, might try and go along and see what's going on on, on the Saturday do. the 11th at 10am. Um, if I wasn't actually in Belfast, I won't be able to do that. So okay. maybe somebody else can go. Okay. But we'll love to hear about that one. But thank big thank you to um, Ralph, our guests today, Ralph Mullen and Ian, uh, no, Ian sorry, and Christian. Uh, thank you both for coming on. It was really great to have them both here. And then we'll be hearing from them again, I'm sure. Brilliant guests. We will. We um, will we'll be back next week? We um, will. Um, Thank you also to Hetty and Millie coming in, doing the running for us today. Our runners today. Well done. They forgot to take photographs, sadly. Well, that's all But right. Ralph did. So, Ralph, send us the pictures. Yeah, send us the pictures, Ralph. There you are. Uh, but they have chosen the final track today. So, this is Harry Styles' Adore You. We will see you next week. Uh, have a good week. Have a good week.
across 